Good evening, folks. Welcome to Capital Sports 2.0. I'm your host, Alan Moore. I'm coming to you live and loud from lockdown Moscow. I'm locked down and I'm trying to uh, obey what Mr. Putin has been telling me, but there's a lot of gobsheens who are not doing anything like that. Uh, Andy McEnoe, he, he, he's posted up a video earlier on about it and uh, I think he's just infuriating us all. Getting past that, so what has been happening in the world of sports? Andrew Flynn's best mate, Kyle Walker, who of course had his um, uh, sex party, uh, he went to Sheffield to see his sister uh, just a couple of days ago um, and also traveled to his parents' house to pick up some home-cooked meals, there in inverted commas. Uh, he, he feels that he is being harassed, okay? Being harassed because, of course, Man City haven't taken any action, uh, action against him at all, even though they said they would. He has broken, now the Sun has told us, it's some newspaper, which of course is a, a lot of crap, but anyway. Um, Walker has broken lockdown three times in 24 hours this week visiting his sister, his parents, and he went riding with a friend um, on a bicycle with his, well, on separate bicycles, well, whatever. Okay, moving on from that, uh, one is going to be covered um, like a, a prime mayor by Mr. Andrew Pack. Crowd noise being played over loudspeakers as football returns to South Korea. I know, it's, it's, it's not football as we know it, he is going to cover that in a moment. Basically, Russian clubs make more money with empty stands, playing loudspeakers with fa fans. I really do not know if that's going to work. Okay, uh, players talking about playing in neutral venues. Uh, the Burnley captain, Ben Mee, he said, that, yeah, that like your know, players can play at neutral venues. They don't mind it that much. Brighton, of course, have come out against it. In Ireland, they're discussing it in the League of Ireland where they can play neutral venues. They've suggested the Aviva Stadium. The whole issue comes back to people wanting to watch at home on TV. Formula One, again, this is a sort of a nice little one for, for Andy Mack because, of course, he hates Formula One. He hates seeing crashes and so on and so forth. Um, they are looking at it, okay? Chase, Chase Carey, the Formula One chairman, he says that they are looking that they might not have Formula One in 2020. He won't be a sigh of relief because there's a bunch of Scottish people who are moving across. They were doing this kind of... Um, this odd thing, they left their home um, and jobs and school to travel overland to Tokyo, Scots people, okay? Six people, 5,000 miles, 24 countries, but they're stuck in France. I don't know, it, like is being stuck in France better than being stuck in Scotland? Andy Mack can answer that for us. The City Football Group, of course, owned by those wonderful lovers of human rights, the Abu Dhabi Group, they are going to buy the Belgian club Lommel Sports Club. Uh, so they're playing in the First Division B in Germany, uh, in Belgium. Um, Belgium, of course, is attractive for clubs where they can place players so you can get very, very, um, they get quickly brought forward to Europe, uh, European Union citizenship. We know that they had that with Bevern as well, did that for many, many clubs. Uh, Syria A, uh, yes, three Fiorentina players have tested positive for coronavirus just after Mr. Dybala has finally, after many, many tests, said that he is not positive for coronavirus. Positive for lots of other things, but not for coronavirus. We're going to welcome straight into the show, all the way from sunny Moscow, Mr. Andrew McLean. Andy, how are you doing? Very well. Good. How are you? Very good. Where's the man one? Uh, no yeah, man. Where is it? No man bun today. I went outside, so I, you know, I decided to make an effort for all of the people that were uh, ignoring lockdown while I went to the supermarket. <laughs> all right, very good. Andrew Flint, I hope all is very, very nice out in Tumen. It is, to be fair. Um, bright blue skies, 28 degrees. Summer is definitely, definitely here. Um, and to be quite honest with you, like I've said 
most of the shows we've done so far, there's still very, very little signs of an actual lockdown being either enforced or respected, and that is still varying in different parts of the city. But so far, really, no particular change. So all good here. Alex B is in Dagestan. Uh, how are you doing there, down in the south of Russia? I'm doing great. Um, just a quick question before we, we move on to show, what the hell are you do in Dagestan? <laughs> are you like looking to get a child bride or marry a goat? <laughs> no, I'm just continuing my, I see because I have the uh, capital FM coronal access pass to wherever, so I'm just taking full advantage. <laughs> okay. All right, that's good. Well, just just take care of yourself down there, like you know, don't um, annoy people. True. Okay. Let's see. <laughs> All right. Remember, you already, you and Peter P are not welcome in Wales and many other countries, many other cities. You don't want the Dagestanis. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to change that. I'm trying. I'm trying to change that and see. I'm showing the the beauty of the of the land here. <laughs> so you're on a goodwill tour. Yeah, if, if if you will, it's a, it's sort of like a, an apology to the world. Yeah, well, this is what is. I'm going to finish off the tour. That's because the, yeah. the, the Welsh. I'm trying to give back. No, that's yeah. great, Alex. Because the Welsh love sheep as well. So maybe you could get get kind of friendly with sheep, and then like show the Welsh people that you really are one of them. No, none of that. None of that. They're they're. Uh, we heard goats over here. No sheep. <laughs> <laughs> well, goats have yeah. Okay, okay. Goats have feelings too. Yeah, let's not talk yeah. about horniness and so on. Goat pride. We are going to move on very, very quickly, uh, of course. And this show, folks, that was my fist hitting the palm of my hand. Okay, because it's time to get very, very serious. I'm going to ask each of our co-hosts this evening for their the first of two. Uh, capital punishments. I'm not going to offer any capital punishment today because um, I, I did the last show uh, and I, I'm not going to do it now. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to start off with our capital punishments and then we'll speak about the sports that we really do not want to see sight or sound of ever again. And I'm going to go back to Dagestan and start off with Alex B's first. All right. So uh, first of the day is... Um, the Ministry of Sports of Ontario, because uh, now these uh, good good people over there, uh, they um, allowed players who play for the big leagues to uh, go back to training in the facilities that they need to, so they reopen stadiums and courts just for just for these athletes. But uh, this doesn't really concern like the athletes that aren't signed to those like big so like such as like nba nhl nfl mls those are like the only those are like the big four anybody else isn't really allowed to partake there's other athletes that you know rely on this training like as much as the other guys that play for bigger contracts so i think they should have just like do such a thing they should either not allow anybody in or allow Okay, so this, this, these are government facilities, Alex, yes? It's their jurisdiction, like, or this sort of thing. They, if they say the word, they can close it or open it. Listen, I, I agree with that. I think that it should, it should be, you know, if it's one rule for one, it should be one rule for all. So, okay, I'm, 
I'm perfectly happy to accept that as a capital punishment. That's that's a good one. Um, I'll go across to Andrew Flint. What is your first capital punishment of the evening? My my first capital punishment is a, a very disturbing story, and we're still we probably won't get to the end of it for quite a while. So I'm not exactly sure who my target is, but it involves uh, Eve Jean Bart, the president of the Haiti. FA, who has been accused of sexual misconduct against um, young female players in the uh, base at the national team centre. Now, he strenuously denied these claims, but his defence, this is just um, spurious claims by bloggers who are not proper journalists just trying to stir it up against me. Um, but there have been, uh, we haven't had named accusers yet, obviously, for, for fairly obvious reasons. They, you know, legal proceedings could well start. Uh, human rights groups have been in, in touch trying to put pressure on the Haiti FA and to have an investigation launched. And there have been a few pictures released where I know this is, you shouldn't jump to conclusions, but you can see the way he is standing really uncomfortably close to some of the uh, female players in question. And I think the, the way it's taken him four or five days to launch a statement after the initial accusations were made. Basically, he's a kind of a Joe Biden character. Uh, <laughs> well, um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know. I don't really know quite how to, but possibly. Um, I mean, look, the, the main point for me is this. If somebody is accused of something as horrific as this, if there is even a shred of innocence about you, it does not take nearly a week to come out with a statement explaining your side. Now, I understand the full story. You, you, you quite, quite understandably might put out a statement saying, look, I categorically deny these accusations to um, cooperate with uh, authorities if they wish. Something simple. So, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, Mr. Jean-Bart, but your response, whether you're guilty or not, is in itself reprehensible. I know sometimes people are always very wary about answering right away and trying to put together a proper uh, response, a legal response. But I do agree. It's like with you know, someone caught doping, you know, if they're innocent, it comes out, I was never doping. I've never doped. I'm completely against doping. I know it's, I'm, I'm conflating two different, two different things. I know. And it, it, it's going to affect their life and the lives of those around them and the lives of, potential victims they have to come back out and straight straight away um i won't go into too many details but I, I guess dana white and the ufc um for holding um the um traditional ufc or mma pre-fight build-up where the two fighters stand next to each other and stare each other down um, just shouldn't be happening right now quite frankly and um it's even more baffling that the fight's going ahead um and they're talking about the likes of khabib uh, um, next door to Alex B at the moment, and uh, Conor, Conor McGregor as well, as well coming back in in the coming months, um, and I think it's just absolutely ridiculous. And I taking into consideration what's happening currently in the US and the fact that they are miles out in front of everybody else in terms of infected cases, having two fighters and Dana White stood with centimeters of each other was disgraceful, and is yeah, setting a, a fundamentally wrong example. For everyone across every sport, and not even sport, just in public at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I'm, go I'm going to ask uh, Alex B to come in on that because, of course, he, he covers our, our UFC and our 
course, that's the bill for UFC 249, uh, the Tony Ferguson, Justin Gathier, unless I'm pronouncing that completely incorrect. Yeah. You know, Dana White going around and saying, this is the only game in town. It's the only game in town. This is where we step ahead of everything else. I'm sorry, you absolute. Uh, I'm going to borrow one of An- uh, Andy Max Cockwomble. Like, <laughs> this guy is a spanner of the highest order. <clears throat> You know, he's very happy to cut people out. As Alex B has outlined for us in the past, if people don't fight, they don't make money. There is, it's a really bad setup. He, he doesn't care a damn about the fighters, in my opinion. Tell us about this uh, fight night before we, we go back to... Um, actually, yeah, before we continue on with your second uh, capital punishment victim. UFC 249, this was originally supposed to be Tony Ferguson versus Khabib Nurmagomedov which was probably the, the biggest fight in lightweight history. And so Khabib, he got stranded in Dagestan, so he couldn't leave because of the virus. So now they got, well, they had like these, like obviously like they had people like above telling them to like either have the fight or not have the fight. So like variate from day to day. So after that, they just decided to squash the whole thing. So then like within like a week, they decided to like th- have this fight with, like a bunch of people who are available and who are ready to fight. So they, got, they actually have a very good card here. Like they have like the three main. So like the, the Justin Gagey versus Tony Ferguson, these are both very good lightweights. This is a very good main event. Same thing with the co-main event, Henry Cejudo versus Dominic Cruz. These are, this is a very, uh, this is also like a very big fight, but all the other ones have been booked like on very short notice. So these are all essentially guys that are, that have lost before and they're trying to prove something and stuff like that. So they're just coming in on short notice because they're just ready to fight. But there have been a lot of like fights scheduled after because there's going to be like a fight every week happening from there on. I don't know. Like maybe he was trying to have them at the fight Island. Maybe them are on, there's one in Saskatoon they're traveling. So yeah, like they are obviously doing this stuff in the middle of the virus. It's probably not the best thing to do. Because um, they're still they're trying to go through like and carry on the business as usual. But Alex, obviously like nobody else is doing it. Alex, just confirm for me. Okay, Saskatoon is in Saskatchewan and open Canada. Um yeah. are there tickets on sale for this? Will there be fans at these fights? Uh UFC Saskatoon. Well it's gonna be in June. So if Oh okay, so if it opens right. If it opens then it's gonna be but until then, obviously before the reopening it's got it's all gonna be no fans, just the fighters in the cage. Uh, fighters' health has to be in it because we, we've seen, of course, with uh, WWE, the treatment of the, the performers in WWE and what's been happening to them. Yeah. You know, and even as as I mentioned, like you know, when they're talking, like the the of course the the greed is good league, which now is Bundesliga, you know, front and center uh, with the with the the people who have been testing positive uh, in Syria already this week. Of course, I mentioned that the three Fiorentina players. Also on Wednesday, a Torino player has, uh, you know, tested positive. So it's just a, it's a, it's a, it's just it's it's dreadful. Um, Alex B, what's your second victim for your capital punishment this evening? Second victim is well, it's not it's not really capital punishment. It's just something that I know the topic of women's sports and equal pay is kind of a classic now. But I like I just have had to talk about their recent campaign for equal pay in the middle of the virus, which like could mean that a lot of these women's sports leagues, which are independent from like the men's sports league in a lot of cases, like 
it's not likely that they will survive the virus because it's either that everybody is going to is going to generate interest in their leagues because nobody has anything else to watch or yeah. the other way around which is everybody sort of cares even less after the virus and then well i just think that this is something that they should be worried about more than the um than the salary which is generated by the ratings yeah no, and you know that's exactly it. I, I, that's what the U.S. women's the U.S. women's team when they bought that case to court, they lost it. Of course, good enough for them. I, I, I do see that there needs to be you know they they need to earn more and so on and so forth. But basically, salaries come from you know mainly from TV, from commercial, from tickets. They're not getting it. They're not. They're not making it. It's there's not the interest there. And it's I always go back to something that real honest to god hard-working athletes female athletes have said to me i could listen like tennis players for example like a whole list of them saying they don't believe that women's tennis players should be earning the same as men especially in grand slams until they play five set matches and they don't want to play five set matches because it's, it's crippling so i I'm, I'm with you on that uh the u.s women's team i just i i don't know i have very very little time for them i think they're fine yeah. athletes uh they don't do dope tests that very very often they like to make you know statements like drinking alcohol in a moving vehicle openly, as they did when they're parade in New York. So, to each their own. Um, Andy Mack, I'm going to come back to you straight away for your second. Um, I don't really have a, a victim as such as a person, but it more to do with the fact that a lot of teams, uh, a lot of leagues are now looking at a new format of ending their season. So we've seen the Dutch go null and void, sort of pending on what happens legally. Also, the French League sort of declare and also now pending on sort of legal things coming from teams that are going to get relegated. Uh, Lyon also kicking up a fuss about their lost income potentially from European football. Now a new system is being touted, which is PPG, which is points per game averages, um, which I think is absolutely bogus because at the end of a season, a team that is threatened by relegation will generally always improve their performances. And I don't think taking an average at that, if a team goes into a slump for five or six games, they will get a, a kick up the bum and start improving if they're threatened with relegation. I saw it with um, uh, uh, one of Celtic signings last summer, Christoph Julien played for Toulouse. Toulouse were on the verge of relegation and staved it off on the last day of the season. On their current form, you would have tipped the other team every single time to have beaten them. So I think doing a points per game average when there is so much money um, it, this is being sort of touted now with the, uh, the, the lower in England between the championship and lower. Having that kind of system, I think, is fundamentally unfair based on your home and away form throughout a season when you just you can't predict that. I mean, it's, it's, it's ridiculous, especially when teams have thrown so much money at trying to get into the Premier League and then they might miss out on automatic promotion based on the fact that they've got three away games coming up instead of hasn't been great, but you're playing someone far down the league. So it, it doesn't make any sense to me. And the, you, you're playing with fire and you're also playing with more court proceedings. And I don't understand why they're even considering it. Okay. Either you finish it or you end it as it is now. On this kind of a similar topic back home in Ireland, they declared the leaving certificate, uh, like out of our A-levels or the Yege, like here in Russia, Null and void. So students will be assessed on the work done. So basically, kind of an average. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not, not what they haven't done. It's assessed on what they've already done. 
Yeah. Which and, this, this is why I think this is why I think the PPG thing is utterly ridiculous. Yeah. And, 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 I, I'll tell you. I'll, I'll tell you what it is, Andy. But for me, you know, you're saying you can't understand why you're doing it. I'll tell you what I think. I would draw a comparison between this and when they slap a fine on clubs for racism. They want to show aesthetically that they've done something to approach it when it's just completely papering over. You're absolutely right. I would say that is arguably more damaging to sporting integrity than finishing the season right now because, you, well, for the point you've just made, you, you're, you, you just cannot, you're, you cannot make one two-third part of the season representative of the whole season it's just utterly yeah. good I completely agree with you I mean, if, we, if, 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 if we could predict that our capital <coughs> captain sport tips would be on, on the money every week it doesn't make any sense to me to, to predict what will come next you can't do that no. you, can I, you can see what's already happened but you can't predict what's coming next you know if you're going to do it just do it like say right it's stopped now your positions are from you know the top team plays okay there's two groups of ten or whatever it may be it's, it's got to be based on some sort of performance, not a mathematical formula, because no. that's that, that is the exact point. That is why we love sport, because it's not based yeah. on a formula. Otherwise, nobody would play. It, no, it's exactly. got to be on merit. Um, but then, okay. but, but, but then would, you, would you agree with Brighton that it shouldn't be held at neutral? <coughs> Actually, I disagree with Brighton on this one, partly because they, they, they're totally missing the point. It's not going to be with fans anyway. And I'd argue it almost is... I mean, wouldn't say it's a it's a disadvantage, but it definitely isn't an advantage to be at home if it's if it's behind closed doors anyway. I'm not saying I'm for or against it. Actually, I actually don't. I don't really care whether it's neutral venues or not. But I think the point he's making is 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 very much flawed. I don't think I don't think it makes much sense. Yeah. Um, if you think about it as well, the cost of staging a game, the cost of running. I mean, okay, we're we're talking smaller margins than a full season. It's going to be more of a burden to the clubs who've got a larger venue, a larger area to 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 cover. Not not huge margins, but it will be more of a disadvantage to them. So uh, he's talking nonsense, quite frankly. Um, I, I'm going for a repeat uh, repeat offender here, and it is our favourite rugby team in the world, Saris. They will try every single trick in the book to wriggle out of um, whatever punishment it is, and even they couldn't run away from the oh, scandal. Uh, wage uh, abuse um, of the you know going over the wage cap. Five of their players have met up, not even uh, where they are based, where they live. They went to St Albans. They met up for a coffee, all sitting together. And I just think, I'm not even. I, I'm, they, the club themselves came out and they have said, "Look, we are going to deal with this internally." And they basically have been pushed into acting quickly because they've got such bad press, quite rightly, over the last 12, 18 months. Um, the RFU have said we're leaving it to the club which I think is right because it's not an RFU matter in my view at the moment anyway um, but the players themselves you've got people like Billy Vunapola who is about in the world of rugby one of the most visible names in the country it's like how stupid do you have to be we find ourselves saying that type of phrase so often my favourite footballer like you say I was going to say Kyle Walker as my capital punishment Um and I'm gonna I'm gonna tag that on in the end anyway because my God he's a pro. We've got um, to hurry up because we've only got a few seconds left, Andrew. Yes, Saracens it is. Just being so stupid. All right, that's interesting, Alex. Alex B. I want to go back to you about one thing uh, we mentioned during the night about sports you would not want to see back. Have you have you have you been able to sleep on your choice? What you do not want to see see the light of day again? I've been able to sleep on my choice. I haven't really been able to sleep on yours. <laughs> No, I I think 
golf needs to be more interesting. Oh, if 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 it is to survive, look, Tiger Woods is getting too old. Like we need we need something new. We need something in there. What you say, Andy? You need new balls. No, I said I don't think it's I don't think it's about him being too old. I think it might be something else. (laughs) Oh, and and the actually that brings me to another sport, polo. Oh, I think the, the horses the horses should be replaced with segways. Segway polo. It's it's actually a real thing. I think I think that that needs to be a thing. No, if you, if you look it up, it's it's a re, it's a real sport. But I think it needs to be bigger than polo itself because it's it's accessible to everybody. Not everybody can get a horse, but a Segway. Like, come on, a Segway. <laughs> Yeah. There is bicycle polo. I've seen that played, and I used to see um, real polo, well, horse polo played down in Phoenix Park in Dublin. They'd have like all the hoity-toity and toffs, like you know. And it kind of it didn't make sense to me. Why were you riding? Like I love. I was riding horses since I was a child. Since I could before I could walk, I was on a horse. And looking at you, why are you just racing around, hitting a ball? Like you either play hurling or you ride a horse. You don't try to mix the two. It's just pure <laughs> idiocy. Golf, I mean, you're, you're basically insulting. Apart from wearing short skirts and molesting sheep, you're, you're, you're basically, that's the third sport of Scotland. You know? I mean, what, I mean you're breaking Andy Mack's heart here. I mean, come I'm, not, I'm, not saying it needs to, I'm not saying it needs to be cancelled. I'm saying it needs to be made, made more interesting for the general public, such as myself. <laughs> I'm saying. At what, at what point have you I'm ever thought to yourself, "I'd really want this to become a more interesting sport while watching it on telly"? Yeah. Never, because I've never, because I've never felt the need to watch it on television because I know what I'm gonna get, yeah. and I hate it. Okay, we're, we're gonna, guys, we're gonna leave. Well, there okay, for I don't, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. We're gonna leave I, for a second. We're gonna come back in just one minute. Okay, just one minute. So just get, get prepared. Okay. Right.